Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad that you've joined us. I'm so happy you said that because, you know, this is the weekend before Valentine's Day, and uh, so this ought to be a fun show. Yeah. yeah we've I had a few so. Valentine's Days together. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say how many, Yeah, <laughs> but Some, a lot. Somebody asked me one time, how long have you been married? I said, at least for four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You know what, Linda? Once a year on Valentine's Day, we celebrate love. But here at the Dr. Linda Mental Show, we believe you should be celebrating it all year long. And yes. so today, we're going to talk about ways you can keep love alive every day of the year. I like it. Okay. I like it. It's great that we have one day, though. It right. is nice to have that one day to celebrate. And, and, Hall- most- and Hallmark's happy about it. Yeah, I'm sure they are with the cars. <laughs> and most of us take that day, and we make dinner reservations, and we buy cards, and we give gifts to express our love and appreciation for that special someone. But, you know, Norm, what happens after February 14th? The 15th. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but do we forget about romance? Yes. Because there's not a special day set that's, aside to do it? That's what we want to combat. That's right. So we want you to think about romance all year long. That's, that's right. our goal. On Valentine's Day, many of us think about doing something extra romantic, but I suspect most of us should really focus on keeping romance alive. 365. That's right. So, which is why we're doing this show. We're bringing attention to romance and the importance of it in any relationship. Just keep it going. And it's so easy because you and I have been married a very long time and we met each other in college. Right. So, we've had a lot of Valentine's Days together. (laughs) But what happens is you just get comfortable in a relationship and then, you know, you're just very familiar with each other and you don't do a lot of romantic things. I mean, I think if we're honest, unless maybe you're a hopeless romantic and I don't know very many people like that. I wouldn't say I'm a hopeless romantic, but I do understand the importance Mm -hmm. of it, even for old married couples like us. That's right. You know, I can think of some romantic gestures that you do. And I want to say some of these because they're not going to be the typical things. I mean, you, you're not out there, you know, buying me special flowers every day. But once in a while, you'll come home I do. with uh, a bunch of, you know what I like. Mm-hmm. Which ones I like? Uh, 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 tulips. Yeah, I like tulips. <laughs> uh, and let's just say you can get them really cheap at a certain store. So. That's right. Um, I, but I love it when you get up on Saturday mornings and you cook breakfast for us. I, I find that romantic. You're also good at sending flowers for special occasions, too. I mean, you have done that for birthdays and other times and you give actually the best back rubs ever when we're watching tv Uh oh well you know what now i'll turn it around you're great with cards and writing special sentiments in them our daughter, by the way, has learned that from you. She's also great at card Oh, writing. she's the best. Isn't she wonderful? She is the best. And they're all handwritten because she's so cheap. And I, ha- 
it's, it's true, but they're very special. I have them. I've saved a box of them from every year she's yeah. giving me cards. Yeah. There was that time you put sticky notes all over the house to remind me of your love. That was, mm-hmm. that was a great surprise, which made it even more fun. Early on in our marriage, you put together a love box for me. I'm not telling anybody about no, that. No, don't. That was very That's intimate. very personal. <laughs> Here's one that I like. You hold my hand in church. I love that. And of course, we do a lot of traveling and we've had many romantic trips all over the world. We we have been very fortunate yes, be- in part because of your job. Mine doesn't take me to exciting destinations <laughs> like yours does. <laughs> but um, we've had some really great and then it's it is romantic to be in beautiful countries um and and have uh, opportunities to explore together. But we have to be intentional. Maybe like when we started dating. You know, when you're dating someone, you are very intentional about what you do. So to help us all out, we did find a few ideas on the internet, although I don't know that these are too exciting. Okay, but, but before we get to the list, okay. I, you need to listen to this poem. Okay. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. No, I didn't write it. I know you thought I probably I know what did. it is because I use this in a lecture. Okay. It's from the Song of Solomon, <laughs> yes. the most romantic book in the Bible. Now, we don't usually think about romance and Bible in the same thought or breath, but right. here's an idea. You might read the book together and get some ideas about the importance of of family-loving couple romance. Yeah. And I it's for married couples. This is great. And so, reading that book could stir up some feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Song of Solomon is part of the wisdom literature of the Bible. So, it gives us a, a godly perspective on the love between a man and a woman. And it extols the virtue of love mm-hmm. between a man and mm-hmm. woman as well. The marriage that's profiled in the Song of Solomon gives us a model to care for, to have commitment and delight in each other. So, here are four very practical applications from that book. So the first one is, give your spouse the attention he or she needs. Take the time to truly know your spouse. That comes from the Song of Solomon. These are four from that book. These are biblical applications. I love it. Encouragement and praise, not criticism, are vital to a successful relationship. And here's the third one. Enjoy each other. You know, Norm, sometimes Christians just have trouble enjoying each other. Oh, I know, kidding. Uh, Plan getaways. Be creative, even playful with each other. Delight in God's gift of married love. And that's what it is, a gift. Number four, do whatever is necessary to reassure your commitment to your spouse. Renew your vows. Work through problems and do not consider divorce ever, ever a solution. God intends for you both to live in a deeply peaceful, secure love. That's right. So this book is definitely worth the read and the study. Um, all right. So let's get back to the internet list, okay. which is not as exciting as those, <laughs> I don't think. I'm not sure about this first one. What do you think? Buy a watch and inscribe, I always have time for you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Katie, our producer, is shaking her head. That wouldn't it's work for little, her. Nah. It's a little cheesy. Um, how about this one, which I, which people have done. I think a lot of people have done this right. I love you on the bathroom mirror. Oh, you mean in the steam? No, on the mirror, like with the lipstick and stuff. Oh. Oh, you could do that. Not in the shower. Oh. In the bathroom That might be fun, too. Yeah, it could be. How about this one? Flirt (laughs) with your spouse at a public get-together or a party. Think back to the effort both of you made to get one another's attention when you were first dating. Might reignite that spark that brought you together. So bring back flirting. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though you might be married. But you flirt with each other. Right. I like it. I like it. You could hide a note in a pocket with a kiss on it. So oh, that could be done. I like that. That'd you be like a that? nice surprise. Okay. It? Pick right. flowers from the side of the road. Do you remember when I did that on our honeymoon? I do. And we have a picture of it. 
It's, it's just, a great picture. It's a great picture. It was wildflowers on the side. You stopped the car. You went and got them, picked them up, and gave them to me. It was great. And then finally, we'll talk a little bit about this one more because this is a big romantic one for us. Cook together. Cook together. I'm not sure something. that works in a small kitchen, but well, and I and I'm always the sous chef. I'm never the cook, so I'm the sous chef for you because you're so much better at that than I am. Oh, it's fun. All right. So our message is that romance needs to be a normal part of your relationship. We need to keep doing things that show love and affection and express our love in different ways. And it helps if you know what works for your partner. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If you don't know, just ask. That's right. Because sometimes we think asking means the partner only does it because you told them to do it. Yeah, I've, I've had people say that in therapy when I've given some prescriptions about what you could do to build romance. They both hear them and then they go, well, if we do them, we know it's because right. you told us to do them. I'm like, but they still work and they still, and people come back and say it didn't matter right. because you're not going to know unless you ask, unless you just really hit it right on mm-hmm. because you know your partner so well. Um, we have this old video of my mom. This has made me think of this when I'm just now saying this. Is at Christmas time, I was, I think I was about eight years old and because someone was video recording it. Actually, and my, he was filming it in those days. Oh, yes, he was. Probably on some very old Super 8 or whatever exactly. those were called. Yeah. So my dad had this really big gift box that he handed to my mom, and she was so excited and surprised. And then she opened it, and it was this very expensive coat, and it had a fur collar. Um, and the look on his face was so happy and so excited. And she looked at it. And I knew she loved it, but she goes, it's too expensive. I can't keep it. And it just sort of ruined mm, the romance for my dad sure. at the moment. He was really excited. He was doing something very romantic. But that gesture just didn't work for her because she was worried about the cost. And mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a home with a lot of money. So maybe if they talked ahead, um, or maybe she should just let him do it and love the coat. And I, he loved seeing her in that coat. Of course. Okay, I'm going to bring up something touchy. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? All right. It has to do with keeping up your appearance. I know oh, that yeah. might sound shallow, touchy. but doesn't it affect your romantic feelings toward your partner if they let themselves go physically or don't attend to basic grooming and self-care? I know that can be a really touchy subject, but it is important. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing it up. We, we cannot get complacent about our self-care. You know, it's just too easy to get lazy during the winter months. Maybe we don't work out as much. We wear sweats all the time. We don't comb our hair, whatever it is. I know I wear boots all the time in this winter, and I don't even know what my toes look like. I lost <laughs> complete memory of your feet. <laughs> but you have to pay attention to your grooming habits. And actually, it will boost your confidence for yourself if you're doing that type of self-care. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself because it's good for you. It makes you feel better, and your partner can appreciate that. Even though men are often accused of caring more about appearance, studies do show that physical attractiveness is equally important to both men and women. Both men and women. Right. So you've got that. It's in both of the cases. And one reason for this is because we associate positive qualities of a person with a pleasing appearance. Mm-hmm. So if someone looks their best, we feel better about them. Shallow or not, it does impact your partner. Okay. How about this one? The power of touch. Isn't that one of those love languages? It is. Touch is an expression of affection, and touch can happen lots of ways. It can be simply holding hands, maybe putting your arm around your partner. And this kind of little small gesture can really boost romance. I remember hearing from former President George H. Bush that he used to sit and watch television with Barbara and hold her hand. Mm. Isn't that nice? Yeah. 
So a back rub, a squeeze of the hand, a kiss, you really need to know and ask what type of touch your partner likes. Intimate touch also can reinforce spontaneity as well as increase your oxytocin levels. And that's part of the brain that helps you feel more bonded to that Hmm, person. Interesting. Here's one that I think is probably unlikely as romance, but I think laughter can be very attractive. That's right. It does bring intimacy when there are private jokes between the two of Mm -hmm. you or shared humor. So that's not a bad one. Well, that leads me to ask about meaningful conversations. Is that sexy? Well, it sure builds intimacy uh, all year long because women especially want to feel emotionally connected in order to be more sexually connected. Hmm. So the more intimate emotionally you get with your partner, the more response you're going to get in the sexual area as well. Here's one way to keep romance alive that I know we've mentioned before, and that is being spontaneous and doing something new or novel. Yeah, we know this, especially in long-term relationships, that once in a while, you have to break from tradition, routine, do something new or novel. We have to shake it up as, uh, who said that, Taylor Swift? Did she say shake it up? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Surprise your partner. Uh, Small surprises can also make that every day just kind of special. Those little notes we're talking about, a loving text, a voicemail. Uh, try try breakfast in bed. You know, even singing telegram or something crazy. Wait, are those still a thing? I don't know. Does anybody do those? I they do them in the movies. Yeah, well, what you're saying is mix it up. Get yes. out of the rut. That's right. Doing new things together, again, releases that oxytocin in the brain, which is that chemical that makes you feel all giddy and fresh, and then actually bonds you to another person. So anything you can do that's new would be great. Here's one that I know isn't sexy, but you love. Turn off all the devices. (laughs) Yes, 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 and more yes. Get off those devices. Look at each other. It's easy to get absorbed in all those computers and phones and electronic devices that we have. But if you make an effort to put away the tech, at least for an hour, maybe a night, you'll find that romance will rise. And there was a study years ago where people just looked at each other, total strangers, Norm. They just sat for four minutes and looked each other in the eye. And at the end of that, total strangers, they started to feel romantic feelings towards that other person. Hmm. Does that tell you what the power of eye contact and paying attention to somebody does? It's big. It's big. What about just doing things together? You know, when you have children, jobs, family, all that stuff, it can get so busy. You come home at night, you're home from work, you eat, you're exhausted, you do the homework with the kids, you plop on the couch in front of the TV, and you veg. It feels so good, but probably not doing too much for the romance department. Yeah. Well, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, that excitement and anxiety of connecting with that person is really a top priority, right? Mm -hmm. When you first get together, you look for ways to be together, and you look for ways to do new things and things together. But once we settle in, like you're describing, that urgency kind of goes away and we start to feel comfortable and the relationship can become a low priority. And that's a little bit scary because that can lead to dangerous places. And of course, it becomes especially tough to find spontaneous pockets of time when you're working, you're taking care of a family, all those things that you mentioned, because a lot of people are already feeling exhausted. Sure. But if we don't make time to feed our relationship, we're going to get more distance. And that distance is what leads a lot of couples to divorce. Hmm. So it's good to schedule a time each week for just the two of you with just very few exceptions. See a movie, dine out, do something. It can be something very low-key like talking, listening, cooking, just lying on the couch together. Just make the other person a priority with your time. I think showing appreciation might be a way to build intimacy. 
showing appreciation is very powerful for most people. I mean, you have many opportunities to offer words of affirmation to a partner, appreciation, adoration to one another, as well as the chance to offer a lot of nonverbal cues, like something like winking or smiling or, you know, giving somebody a kiss. You can begin by thinking about a question, what could I do to celebrate my partner today? Well, one way to celebrate is with the dream vacation, but that can cost a lot of money. I like it, though. (laughs) I know. We still have a lot of dream vacations on our list, but any type of vacation really does help. And they don't have to be the dream one, but you could plan a weekend away Mm. or you could work on some bigger trip together because that just working on it brings a lot of intimacy. You could look at brochures, websites, discuss what a great getaway would look like. And even if you don't have the time or money right now, just that process may be just what you need to get inspired and maybe work towards something like that together. Okay, so far we've covered a number of ways that you can get more connected with your spouse and be more romantic and they don't take a lot of money. Well, maybe the dream vacation, but good intentions. Stay with us now as we talk about more ways to keep romance alive every day of the year. Be right back. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Today, we're doing it a little bit different. We're talking about ways to keep romance alive every day of the year. And if you'd like more help on healthy relationships, you can always go to Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you'll find blogs with titles like Be My Valentine, and maybe in a more exciting way, Suffering from Sexual Boredom, and more. Listen, what we're really talking about is doing things that keep us connected to one another, and those things will bring more intimacy. So what about taking turns planning dates? You know, Linda, it might not be a bad idea to have one partner who always plans everything, let the other one do it. Yeah, I I think that's a really good idea because it gives each person the opportunity to surprise the other one, Mm -hmm. maybe think of some new things and think about what the other person might like. So let's add that one to a list of good ideas. Okay, speaking of planning, we mentioned cooking and how food can be romantic. I love to cook, and you and I do together sometimes. But we took cooking classes in Italy together, and then we did it again in Spain. I love those experiences. I would love to do more of that. Oh, I know. And I think we should go to countries to do it too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although that's that expense thing again that comes into there. But it really does help Norm to develop similar interests and then get yourselves as a couple working together on something that are really enjoyable because that is part of what builds intimacy is doing things together. You know, if you we think about the friendship part of a relationship, that is so important to continue to maintain. And when you learn something new together, you feel more connected. Connected, and maybe you even discover new parts of yourself. When I married you, I had no idea that you loved gourmet cooking. Who knew? Neither did I. <laughs> well, so actually, evolved, didn't right, I didn't. I discovered the joys of cooking much later. We have also tried other things together, like taking golf lessons and other ways to build in 
connection. You know, I forgot about those golf lessons. Yeah. You know why I forgot? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it. It was so different than the tennis swing. You'd swing a golf club like, like a, a tennis, tennis racket. Racket. I know. And the, and the pro kept trying to correct me and I wasn't getting it. Um, and then we played tennis together because I did know how to play tennis, but we were so competitive with that each didn't other. Work really well. That really created more problems than intimacy. So we are now thinking of some other ideas that we could, you know, um, do together. And finding activities is really what you want to do. Well, maybe we should have taken a CPR class together and gotten in your <laughs> line of business. I'm joking. Or just <laughs> help us with our competition <laughs> efforts. Yeah. No, you're right. You're exactly right. We've started thinking about how to learn pickleball, but finding courts around here in playing times has been a bit challenging. It has been. I, I don't think it's hit this part of the country yet. I'm not, not really sure, but we thought that could be fun. Maybe easier on the knees uh, mm-hmm. than tennis. Here's one, though, that is definitely not thought of as a romantic maybe act, but brings couples really together. I mean, many people feel loved and cared for when their partner helps out. Are you ready? Around the house doing housework. Come on. Uh huh. Pitching in together is shown to help romance and couples. It was one of my earliest blogs that I did. It was called something like Men Who Do Housework are happier in their marriages or something like that. I think that. I do pretty well in that. Area. You really do. Well, you really I just do. cleaned bathrooms this morning, you by did. the way. <laughs> Here's another one, and we do this just about every night. We spend at least 30 minutes, usually closer to an hour, just sitting and talking about our day. You ought to try it. Just ask your partner some meaningful questions about their day or explore what you want in your relationship. Things going well, new things you could do to deepen the connection. Talk about what you appreciate in the other person. Ask about their favorite things, their passions and dreams, especially the ones you don't know about. You know, I just noticed something in that list you just gave. Yes. All of that was a focus on the positive. Yes. So you're sitting down, you're, you know, a lot of times you sit down oh, and you talk yeah. about your relationship because it's negative. Right. But you're saying, here's the things I appreciate. Here's what I like. What do you like to do? What are your passions? All of that um, just really keeps them uh, in a positive vein. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, these are all ideas of keeping your partner first in your life. It's very easy to get centered on the kids or or the dog or jobs. But guess what? One day you and your partner are going to be like we are now in an emptiness. That's right. And you don't want to wait until then to discover each other. You want to grow together. And actually, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of couples in therapy where once they're in the emptiness, they don't like the person they Mm -hmm. married. And so you really want to keep this going and work on this together. Remember that you consciously chose your spouse and that romantic love needs to be different from the love you have for your children. When you show your children what it's like to be in a loving relationship, everyone benefits. Kiss your spouse hello first when you get in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, Norm, my parents used to take a yearly vacation to Florida in the winter, just the two of them. And while we hated that as kids because we wanted to go, uh, they lasted 65 years of marriage. So it must have worked. Must have. Okay, I'm just going to put this one out here. Kids, close your ears. Mom, tell them not to listen. But married people need to have more sex. Just saying, seems like a great way to keep the romance going. I'm glad you brought it up. You got to keep that passion alive and stress in life can get in the way and dampen feelings of romance, but keep that part of your relationship good because couples who don't do have problems. Hmm. And this one's easy to do. 
sit back and think about, remember the great times you've had together, and even talk about why you got together, how you first started dating, what attracted you to each other. That should bring up some good feelings. It does really help to rehearse those positives and remember those great times together and what you just said, because it makes your brain focus on something very positive about that person. Why why you you know are interested in the first place, the things that made you laugh, all of those lighthearted feelings will bring that mood into your present day relationship. When you were talking about that, I thought, what about our honeymoon? Now, we were impoverished grad we students. I mean, impoverished grad students, no yeah. money. So we went to your aunt and uncle's place up at a lake. And just driving up there and stopping and getting chocolate-covered cherries and the flowers on the road, those are wonderful memories that yeah. we have. And it didn't cost anything, so that's what we're trying to say. Right. So as we wrap up today's show, we know that the most important thing couples can do to keep romance alive is to stay spiritually strong. And a shared spiritual bond is the foundation of any healthy, flourishing relationship. And I can't overstate the importance of how a shared spiritual life brings intimacy. It's what kept your parents together for 60-plus years, mine and ours for many, many years. So praying together is very intimate, being open about your weaknesses, reading the Word together, participating in a church community— all ways to strengthen your marriage and build a three-way cord that cannot be broken. And if you need a place to begin in the Bible as a couple, open the book, Song of Solomon, and read it together. You will see the importance of romance and intimacy as something created by God. It will inspire you. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and to our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.